0: Ladies and gentlemen, the gospel is on your radio. This is K-A-Y-T, Gina, Alexandria, 88.1, K-255-B-T, Monroe, West Monroe, 98.9, K-223-B-I, Greenwood, Shreveport, 92.5. KQJO, St. Joseph, Natchez, 99.3. He's a wonder. And the gospel continues to grow. Praising the Lord in Senla and in Miss Lou. KYT listeners help us welcome 100.1 FM in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Come on, church. Make the noise in this place. Greetings. This is Reverend Lionel Smith, pastor of New Scholar Baptist Church. We are a church that is working towards the Quondamine of Christ. Sit back and listen to the message already in progress. Come on, give the Lord a hand, clap of praise. Yeah. Hallelujah! Come, everybody, if you would, stand to your feet right quick. And you ought to look at your neighbor and say, I'm still here. Yeah. By the grace of God, I'm still here. Come on, you ought, to, you ought to shake their hand and pronounce a blessing upon them. It's because of God that you're here. Listen, if you would, right quick, like, grab your neighbor by the hand. And I want you to bow your head. And as you're bowing your head, I want you to pray for your neighbor. Get your mind off yourself, off your problem what you've been going through, what you dealt with during the week. Forget your, forget all of that and get your mind on your neighbor and begin to cry out on their behalf. Come on, let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bless you today. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise because you're God. And beside you, there is no other. We love you today, God, and we honor you. And Father, even now as we've come, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the many blessings. We thank you for the benefit of life itself. We give you glory today today, God. And we thank you, God, even now. I thank you for my brother, God. I thank you for my sister today. In the name of Jesus, I thank you that they're alive. I thank you that they're clothed in their right mind. I thank you that they have mobility of their limbs. And God, they came today to give you praise today. We magnify you in agreement today. I touch and I agree with them today that the best is yet to come. God, we love you today as we honor you. We cast down every high thing, every imagination, everything that would exalt itself above the knowledge of God and above the resurrected power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We we renounce it today, God, and we declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living in this house today. We thank you today in Jesus' name. We give you all the praise today, all the honor and all the glory today. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody clap your hands and say, it is so. In Jesus' name, amen. Though the storm just keep on raging in my life, and sometimes it's hard to tell the hope that lies within uh, is reassured. As I keep my eyes upon the day and so I know he'll lead me safe. Lies within is reha as I keep my eyes upon the death the show I know. May die But I will not sway Because he hold me fast Don't dark the day Clouds in the sky I know it's gonna be alright Jesus is mine My soul My soul My soul Mm, You press me down But Jesus lift me up So, oh, oh, oh. My soul, my soul, my soul, My, 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 my. Listen right quick, like I, I know everybody know who we at, but the God that I serve is a living God. He's not a oh my God, God's not a God of the dead, He's a God of the living today. Listen, uh, while you're sitting, you can be sitting in the presence of the Lord. I just honor God today for being here and uh, just standing before uh this sacred. Desk and 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 behind this sacred desk and I, i'm i'm giving honor to god today because i'm alive i'm closing my right mind uh, i've got reasonable portion of my health and strength uh, i i'm living under divine health and healing because god is my source and everything in my life I, I thank god that uh just to have a mind to want to serve god in a day in a time like this is something awesome it's something special. And, and I just honor God today. I don't know about you all today, but from where I stand again, I stand in a place of victory. I, I don't have defeat in my life anyway. In spite of what's going on, everything is still all right with me and God. I, I'm blessed God today. I'm, I'm always, as, uh, uh, when I come home, I'm always overjoyed and glad to just be around family, to be around many and ones I have grew up with. And uh, I, I honor the Lord today for uh, Bishop Lech, um I think it's Bishop Alec, anyway. Uh, uh, Lonnie L. Smith and, and his uh, lovely wife and sister on faith. I honor God. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise for them. <laughs> praise God. For all of the family, everybody's here, everybody's family. Whether you know me or not, I'm family. But, but I just honor God today because God is good. And I've learned something, y'all. I just want to share for a few minutes something that I've learned in my walk with God i am learned oftentimes when you're going through things and, and you really, really don't know what's going on in your life, even though there's somebody else that went through the same thing that you've gone through, oftentimes you have to walk together and you have to walk literally by yourself. Uh-huh. And then after you get out of stuff, that's when people come and they start talking about, oh, how blessed it is for you to be able to, and, and, and I'll be looking at folks sometime and I'm, I'm looking at them like, what in the world? Where were you at when I needed you? Where were you at when the hellhounds were raging? Where were you at when when I was down to my lowest point? Didn't seem like I was going to make it. Where were you at? And, and when I learned that, listen, you've got to, uh, they sung a song earlier, I will trust in the Lord until I die. Let, let me tell you something. Dying today, it don't have to be 80 years old or 90 years old. You, you can die at 13. You can die at 20. You can die at 17. But but the thing and the blessing it is today, y'all, is that we need to know that we've got a Savior that lives today on the inside of us. And there's no storm that we can face that he can't bring us out of. I I am so grateful to God. I don't know about y'all, but I don't have no sad song to sing. I go traveling all around a little bit everywhere around the country and and I'm always getting somebody reaching out grabbing a hold to me saying Listen, I, I heard you say something. I don't know what that means. And I'm going well I don't know the whole of it either But I know God can always reveal and understand everything about himself that he wants us to understand about him I was I was praying this morning even since I've been here. I always send to, if I'm in the army And I never know when a fight's going to break out, so I'm always trying to pray and get ready for a fight. Uh, Maybe y'all don't understand that, but when the devil knows that you've been called and chosen by God to be something in this life, he always got something somewhere to try to hinder you with, something to block your way. But but I'm here to tell you today that God is an on-time God. And he he always prepares us to be battle ready. And I don't care what the devil come up. I don't care what kind of storm blows. God knows how to get you in a place in a position ready to fight, so you can stay in your place of victory. Amen. You you ought to look at your neighbor right quick, like say, listen, whether you know it or not, you really are fighting from a place of victory. You're not defeated in no wise. See, we gotta learn how y'all to to, to just be real. Anybody here just know how to be real? I've learned how just to be real. When I started uh, on the journey walking in God, I had no earthly idea of what it really meant to take on Christ. And when I began to walk out things that I was striving to do good, and every time it seemed like I tried to do something good, The devil had somebody, and and, and y'all got to know this, the first hurt that you face and the first opposition that you face in life oftentimes is from the very people that say they love you. Y'all can say something if you want to. You can say amen if you want to. i preach myself happy if you don't say nothing. Because I know what I've gone through. I know what I've dealt with. I know how God has stepped in. I I was in the military. I was sharing with some of the fellas some of the family. I was in the military. And I actually fell three times in a helicopter and didn't get a scratch on me. So so I don't need your hallelujah. I don't need your amen uh, because I know what he's done for me. See, and until you get to the place of knowing who you are in God and what he's done for you, whatever you need is never going to come to you. So, so I, I, I begin to walk and I begin to ask God different things. And I say, God, what, what really are you, are you doing in my life? What are you trying to say to me? What, uh, folks look at me like I'm crazy. They, 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 they say I'm crazy and everything else. I say, but God, what are you doing? Because I ain't studying folks. You have to learn how to get beyond people. M- Moses disappeared out of time because of people. So, some of y'all, you know the story of Moses. Moses was, God told him, said, listen, just, just speak to the rock. Don't, 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 don't strike it. I, I know the Negroes, they just nappy-headed and hard-headed they can be. They won't listen to nothing. You got to say, even though I'm talking right through you, they won't listen to nothing. So, so don't, don't get mad, though. Don't throw your blessing away because you're getting angry. Y- y'all, sometimes the enemy play the same old game, thousand it thousand. It's been 6,000 years that that happened, and we still sometimes get mad just because the devil come at us and try to set us up. Some folks right in the church to come to you and say stuff to you just to get you mad, just to get you to walk out of the church and miss a blessing. But I'm here to tell you that we are in an awesome time in the age of what we're living in. We're living in a time now where, in reality, the first black president... In history, oh, y'all could have clapped right then and there, because nothing moves except it moves by the power of God. So, so Obama, and President Obama is not just there because a bunch of folks got together and said, well, we want to try this thing. No, it was the hand of God that put him there. See, I'm telling y'all something, y'all need to get excited about the time and season that you're in because if God started everything, guess who's going to finish? It? God's going to finish. It. So, so in the reality of God, a lot of times we're going through stuff, and I found this out for myself. We go through stuff a lot of times, and what we do, we get tunnel vision because whatever is right in front of us, that's what our focus get on, and that's we, what we begin to fight against. The biggest battle in our life. Look at your life today. Everybody in here today, look at your life. And your greatest warfare oftentimes come from them that are right in front of you. The, the one, the one, uh, 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 when you're getting ready to get in the bed, and the one that say, uh, baby, would you cut the light off? And she just passed by the switch on her way. And, and you're looking at her like, what in the world? What's wrong with your hand?" Can I get get real for a little while? I I trust the Holy Ghost. I'm not doing this out of nothing other than the leading of God. But I'm telling you something. The warmth that you're experiencing most of the time of your life now is warmth based on people that's right around you. Folks that are coming to covenant with you and, and, and tell you how much they love you, they'll take on your name and then still turn right around. The minute you walk out of the room, they're they talking on the telephone, talking to somebody and just said something, I mean on the telephone. And, and they're t- they telling folks what you just said to them. Like somebody got a heaven and hell to put you in. Ain't but one person got a heaven and hell to put you in. That's God. Well, let me, let me stop meddling now. Let me go to Scripture. Go, go to the book with me. <laughs> oh, my God. Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> in, in Scripture, in the book of Proverbs, right quick, 13th chapter, verse 11, I, I, was, I was blessed. Uh, I was on a consecration, uh, just fasting and praying, and I was asking God for a word just dealing with the reality of what time we're in, what, what season we're in, what, what kind of hope is yet alive in, in, in the people of purpose that God has created. And the Lord began to speak to me. He said, well, he said, one of the problems of what has happened in time is that people in the house of God have gotten comfortable. Now I'm praying the Holy Ghost now will shake y'all up because it's time for you to get out of your comfort zone. A, a lot of us will get in the church, and the minute we get our names on the road, the minute we get a position in the church, we feel like we've arrived. And so when you come in the house of God, you just expect to do certain things. You do your list up, and then you're going on about your business. And, and yet the real journey that you've got to travel... How I many you know that in the beginning of time, everything in the Garden of Eden that God made, it had seed in it that reproduced after its kind? In other words, an apple on an apple tree had a seed in it that reproduced apples if you put it in the ground. But the thing is, you have to put something in the ground in order for increase to come. Some of y'all going to catch this in a minute. But in order for God to give you what he wants you to have now, you've got to have something in the ground that you planted, that you're looking for. The harvest of the seed you sown. Amen. A lot of us haven't put nothing in the ground. A lot of us ain't sold nothing. A lot of ain't won nobody to the Lord. A lot of us ain't prayed for the sick and seen them heal. We, we, a lot of us haven't even prayed to, to make sure we got a real prayer life. And so we're wondering why all of these storms? Why are we going through everything of what we're going through? Why does everybody seem like they're passing me by? And oftentimes it's because you're not putting seed in the ground. If you expect something good in your life to happen, you got to sow into the value of what your worth is. So a lot of us, even us by nature as a people, I go around the country a lot of the time. And uh, I was in Montgomery, Alabama, and I was in an all-white church, and I was preaching, and folks in there looking at me like, "What in the world?" Is he talking about our business like that for? And and what God actually did, God actually took me in the house and revealed the church to me. What was going on in the church? And he was showing me what was happening, what people were doing. And and they're standing there looking at me like, what in the world is black man is standing in our church telling us what we done did? And God said to me, i would keep right on telling them because it ain't about your skin color. It's about the kingdom of God. How many of y'all know that you're saved today because there's a witness of the kingdom of God in the earth being established in you, and that's what God saved you for? He didn't save you just so you could put your name on the church roll. Putting your name on the church roll ain't going to get you into heaven. Living holy is what's going to get you into heaven. I know where I'm at. I I I began to say, God said, God, what, what is going on? What are you revealing? God says there's too many people in the church that don't know their worth. Amen. We come into the house of God, we got folks in the church, and listen, the most the most powerful and most potential place in the universe, second place anyway, is actually the church. The first place is the graveyard. And the reason why the graveyard is so um so rich. And impactful is because a lot of people that never understood what their purpose was, never understood what their spiritual purpose, their spiritual identity was. They died before the package was even unraveled. They died before the gift that they were ever got unveiled and the beauty of what they were was ever explained to them. And a lot of us are sitting in the church and we're gifts of God and don't even know that you got to be unwrapped to be appreciated. Give somebody a gift and tell them, just keep it wrapped up. Don't open it up. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. You appreciate gift when you know what you got. See, a lot of us in the church, and we don't know what we got. You got word in you and don't know what you got. You got power in you and don't know what you got. You got the Holy Ghost in you and don't know what you got. So how in the world can you value the worth of what you really are if you don't know what you got? i was seeing them the folks were looking at me and, and the spirit of god was revealing to me everything that was going on in the church and i started speaking the things that god was telling me and when i started speaking they were looking at me like what in the world then happened pastor then told this man everything about us and the pastor sitting over there with a look on the face like i ain't say nothing to him i ain't say nothing to him and, and so I, god said to me he said it's a lot of people in the church the same way folks don't understand that the bible said that the holy ghost is the very mind of God. Uh, thank you. I, I'll use this. The, the Holy Ghost is the very mind of God. And the Holy Ghost knows the thoughts and intents of the heart of men. In other words, a lot of y'all going around think that you're thinking with your head. You're not thinking with your head. When you're living holy, you better be thinking with your heart. Because it's out of the abundance of a heart. Not your head speak. It's your your spirit that speaks about who you are, what your real worth is. I I was looking in the scripture, and I said, God, I said, what are you saying? Um, If you would, man of God, help me read the scripture. The 13th chapter of Proverbs, verse number 11. Everybody turn to that, if you would. Verse number 11. Wealth gained by honesty will be dis. dis (laughs) <laughs> Diminished, in this book, he says. But he who gain, he who gathers by labor, will increase. That's good, right there. In other words, the scripture says, wealth that is gained by by vanity or dishonesty will soon diminish and pass away. Now I want y'all to think about that. Chew on that for a minute, because sometime in the church, as leaders. We have people that God sent into our midst that when we don't understand that there's nothing wrong with a good, honest day's work. And how many know that uh, you don't have to be on another man's job laboring for another man to be working? You can be in the house of God preaching and have a good, proud life and God can reveal to you things that you can stand up and minister to the people of God about and you can activate greater value in the people that God send to you to help you get the vision of what's in the house uh, away in the public, in the community. So a lot of times we're in the church and we really don't understand what our worth is. One of the things that, that, that God uh, dealt with me about, he said, Arnie, he said, I want you to understand everything about what I've called you to do. I said, God, what, what you called me, first of all, and you told me you called me to be a father of fathers. I said, now, what in the world is that? What is a father? When I was 14, I I, I left home involuntarily because at 14, I said something, Daddy. <laughs> Uh, and, and some of you probably know it. there was a woman by the name of Christine Robinson, and she had said something about my sister, and I was walking in the yard in front of her, and I said, Danny, I said, wait a minute. You got to know that that's a lie, because Miss Chris saying that she's seeing stuff a mile and a half in the park, and she was wearing bifocal lens twice the size of Coke bottle bottoms, and she was saying that she saw something that far and we know she couldn't even see off a of front porch. But because she was grown, and, 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 and she was a woman on top of that, that that had a little influence in the community. Sometime I think it was perverted, but it was there. <laughs> But, but, but the reality was that she started saying stuff. She would go to everybody's house and she always had something to say. And so when I said to dad, I said, well, you, you got to have better sense than that to believe that what this woman said. You and I know both that she can't see off her front porch. And so daddy pulled a 45 out <laughs> and said to me, you ain't going to stand here in my face and disrespect me. And so I had to go and live with a seal. And so I was trying to figure out why does some of the crazy stuff in life happen the way that it happened. I was minus the presence of a father in my life. Now mind you, he didn't disappear because every time I walked down to Pee Wee House, <laughs> every time I walked over to uh, Clyde Mitchenum House, Zebulon House, y'all know who I'm talking about. I I see daddy walking down the street because he was trying to figure out whether or not I was gambling. We used to go over to Sebo House and play cards all the time. A lot of people know him. He used to gamble. And so everybody thought, if you're going there, you must be going there to gamble. And so I didn't have any idea that daddy was over there, but I just said, well, I ain't going to worry about it. I'm going to go on and do what what I'm doing. I'm going over to Beth's house. So I'm walking down there, and daddy walking through the trail. I see him before he see me. So all of a sudden I ducked in the trail and he was walking up and by the time he got right in front of me, I jumped up and hollered, hey! And, 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 and I heard a few sounds that were familiar. You know, when somebody's at you. <laughs> and, and I was sitting there looking at him, he was looking at me and then I, I realized something, he had his hand on his pistol again. And I'm say I better cut that out because this man looked like, he about crazy. He'll, pull, he'll shoot me. And, and so I, I said to myself, I said, Lord, a lot of these things I was thinking about in life as I grew up, I got older. I said, I didn't have the presence of a father always in my life. When I got 18, I said, I'm leaving Alexander. You know, us young folks do. First thing you want to do, I can't stand to be in this house with him. He always telling me something. He always trying to correct me. He always trying to, this and that. I I don't need him to tell me who I, I know who I am. And so I'm figuring, I'm figuring if I get away, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be able to do what I want to do. Get away from home. Get out of his sight. I left here. I went to California and I let my auntie and Janie talk me into going to church with her. Now, mind you, I grew up in Scott Alley. I go to a Pentecostal Assembly of the World Church, a Jesus-only church. When I walk in there, I'm in Sunday school, and the escapades begin, the journey began. I'm sitting, and, and I'm looking, and I'm going, everybody talking on Scripture. I don't even know where that book at. <laughs> so I was flipping the front of the book, the Bible, to actually find out where the book was so I could turn to the page and then get where everybody was at. And then all of a sudden, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, turn your page. And I I put my hand on the Bible. I flipped it. When I flipped it, everything was illuminated, and it was right where everybody else was. And then I'm sitting here going, what is this about? I'm seeing the light of this. I'm going, God, what are you doing? And he said to me, he said, I want you to say something. I said, "Uh uh-uh, not me. I ain't saying nothing in front of nobody. A lot of y'all might not be able to see it, but I'm sweating right now. 55 years old, I've been in ministry 37 years, and every time I get up in front of God's people, I sweat because I fear, first of all, the Lord. I don't want to say anything to anybody that's not going to help you, that's not going to edify, build you up, that's not going to encourage you. I don't want to put your blood on my hand. So now the fear that I have that I don't care what you think about me, but if I hear what God is saying and God's telling me to encourage you, I'm going to encourage you, whether you think it's encouragement or not. You know, because a lot of time, when we're hearing things that we need to hear, oftentimes the flesh don't want to hear. We see it a lot of time right at home. Start telling your children, uh, "Get clean your room up, child. The first thing they do, they start looking at you like, you talking to me? And and then you see they done got ignorant with you, so you, well, so I won't slap you, silly. Let me just tell you like this. I need you to clean the room up. I need you to take your time and do it right so it'll look like uh, it's a room and not a pigsty. And then they start staring at you like, my name ain't Betty. (laughs) And then they want to tell you all, but they got sense enough to know that, well, Arthur looked like he halfway crazy, so if... If I don't do what he say, he'll look like he'll snap in a minute. And so what actually happened is that oftentimes the flesh don't want you. Y'all, y'all hear this today. I, I'm not going to be before you long, but I'm going to tell you something today. While I was here the other night, we were here at the funeral even, and God began to speak to me while the funeral was going on, and God said to me, it's time for transition to take place in the church. It's time for the church to come to the place of wholeness that God has ordained that is supposed to come to the kingdom of God has got to be revealed in the church before it can be revealed anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So how is everybody that's coming to church and not attentive to not attentive or don't understand the reality of knowing who you are, how in the world do you make the church worth more in value when you don't know who you are yourself? So you got to understand that you got to seek after God so you can know who you are. The the order and the structure of things in the church is really the visible kingdom of God in government established so that we can come together and put all of our minds, all of our spiritual minds, all of our spiritual hearts together, all our desires together, and then see God move among us. See miracles move among us. See, when you start thinking kingdom... You don't think about what you're doing. When Jesus came down here to suffer and die, he wasn't thinking about himself at all. He was thinking about us. We didn't have no understanding. We didn't have no knowledge. We, we didn't have a whole lot of uh, nothing other than sin in our life. And so the only thing that he could come and do was to was was hear the strategy of his father telling him how to destroy sin through his obedience. Uh, we were talking the other day right outside here and, and, and I was listening in my spirit. A lot of things were being said and God said, the reason why the church don't really know it's real value is because most of the people in the church don't know who they are. A lot of folks think you just come to church just so you can be in here on Sunday service and when you go back home, the neighbor say, girl, you're dressed up in your Sunday clothes. And I can guarantee you that the, the, the suit you got on or the dress you got on won't give you a bye to get into heaven. you still going to have to live holy. you still going to have to live right. I, I've come to a place that, that when God began to speak to me, I begin to hear the voice of God. I want to obey everything that God's telling me. So if I have to break the mold of stuff that I've been doing for 50 years, I've got to break that mold because I want to make it in. I don't know about y'all but I don't want to live my whole life long and then die and go to hell. How I many you know that the greatest mockery in your life is for you to be in the church all of your life and then get, get, get funeralized in the church and leave and go put in the, get put in the grave? And then the minute you, you hit the grave and your spirit is totally lifted permanently away from your body, the first thing that you look up and you see hell's fire burning. One of the greatest mockeries that you can imagine is to think that you're good. The Bible says if a man thinking himself to be something when he's not, he'll only deceive himself. Now, now I'm going to say something that probably going to make some folks mad, but that's all. You'll get over it. You'll remember it. A lot of times in the church, y'all, we come to church and we think just because we're here, that's all we need. We just need to hear a little good word. And And, and, and listen... It doesn't do any good to hear a good word and don't put it to practice. I, I'm saying, God, what time is it? What, what time is it in the hour that we're living? And God said to me, He said, the people of God got to know what time it is. Now, I'm going to throw a curve at a lot of y'all because I know y'all ain't going to be ready for this. Um, in God, there are three manifestations of God in Scripture and in the earth realm. The three manifestations of God are all uh, essence of word. When, When you look in your Bible, everybody look at your Bible, look at the Bible that your neighbor got. The Bible that you're looking at is what? It's written word. So the first thing that you are in God is your written word. Let me help you out so y'all look at me strange. When it comes to God putting you into time, he's got to first get you out of his mind. So the only way that God can get you out of his mind, he's got to conceive the thought of who you are, fashion you, mold you and make you, call you, choose you. He's got to give you a gift and ability. Then he's got to say, and let there be. And it's only until God said, let there be, does does, does Betty Ray appear. And when she appears, she's not appearing just as a person. She's appearing as the word of God made manifest. So the first, now now I'm I'm trying to help y'all something because a lot of us still don't understand the value of what our real worth is. We don't know what we really are. See, if you keep looking at yourself in the flesh, if you keep looking at your human spirit, if you keep looking at your natural ability, you'll never know who you really are because the fullness of who you are is the image and likeness of God. The, The second manifestation of who we are, that same word that you look at, in order for the effectiveness of what you are, the gift, to spread and to become a witness in the earth by example is you gotta get the words off the pages and put them into your life. So now, you gotta start going around taking the words off the pages and then saying what the word says. If you don't say what the word says, first of all, you'll never have a prayer life. Because how many know that you can't pray the will of God unless you're praying the word of God? Because the word of God is his will. When you start praying the word of God, you can't take dominion over nothing unless you pray the authority of God's word over whatever opposition facing you. I know this might sound a little strange to some of y'all, but I'm trying to help you get ready for battle because I'm telling you something. Most of you don't know the pinnacle place of what we're standing. If President Obama does not win again, the United States of America is getting ready to go through H-E-Double hockey sticks. Because everywhere you look around, there's stonewalling going on. It's stonewalling going on right here in Alexandria. A lot of y'all don't even understand it. What your real value is and what the real power of God in you is, even as a body and as a people to come together and begin to pray and decree God as your source, nothing can stop you if you know who you are. Amen. But if you keep putting confidence in the flesh, keep, keep putting confidence in the mayor of Alexandria and see what's going to happen. Y'all still going to be on the same backwood part of the city that folks don't care nothing about you. They don't care nothing about your suffering. They don't care nothing about the food that you have or don't have. They don't care nothing about, listen, the education your children getting or anything else. The reality is they will be downtown. They'll be on the north side of town. They still will be building and won't send a nickel to Samtown Woodside to do nothing. Keep sitting in the church howling hallelujah. And you don't start decreeing this word. I'm telling you, you got to, if you want to change the atmosphere of this whole entire city, start speaking the word of God in the atmosphere. A lot of us don't understand that, but literally, even in your house, if you want folks in your house to change, if you want your children to start changing, become subject to God, start losing the word of God in your house. Get you some anointed oil and and pray over it and and, and ask God to change the natural order of the substance to a supernatural anointing of healing and deliverance and restoration. And then go through your house, anointing the pillar. If the husband acting a fool, anoint the pillar. Don't say nothing to him. Anoint the pillar and see what will happen. The power of God's word will transform him before you even know what happened. You sitting there laughing at (laughs) Oh! He rolling all over the floor trying to figure out what got hold of him. Yeah, it's God that got hold of him. See, 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 let me tell you something. Too many times in wisdom, y'all, we give up our secrets too fast. See, when, when I got folks around me, you know, I, that's why I say on the roll a lot. Because cause I got folks around me that, that, in all honesty, I love my family with all my heart. But I ain't going to hell for nobody. So when, when, when I'm spending time in prayer and I'm studying the word of God and the Holy Ghost is revealing things to me and a whole lot of noise going on, I, I just ease away to a little place in the back of the house somewhere, or downstairs, and, and I keep right on talking to God. And when I get from God what he gives me, I don't care what they do or what they don't do. I'm still going to obey God. I'm still going to be who I'm supposed to be. A lot of y'all let people change the identity of who you are. I know you don't like this, but I'm telling you something. See, there's something that God is depending upon New Scott Alley to do and to accomplish that. It just ain't going to come through Lionel Smith. It's going to come when everybody in the church becomes one man, and that's the pastor. See, see y'all, y'all I'm, I'm, I'm. Let, me, let me help y'all. I'm, I'm black, too. Let me, let me help y'all understand something. We, by nature, the, 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 and listen, I don't have anything against any ethnicity, Mexican, white, anybody else. But I want to I show you a point to illustrate something to you. At a time in history, when it came to the building, even of this nation, the number one people in the whole entire world that were the strongest generation of people or the strongest ethnicity of people that build, that architect, that drew out plans, that drew out structures of building that to this very day, folks still don't understand how folks without education can do something like that. That was us. And yet, y'all, some of the most uh, prolific folks on welfare is us. And, and we don't take the time to really look at the reality of what's going on. We just think that everything's okay. As long as I got my little bit, as long as I got my little cone over here, and I got my two, three little jalopies, a hoopty, sitting in front of the house, everything is fine. But can I tell you something? God didn't create you just to give you a car so you think that you got, you got everything of what you need. He really created you that you would reproduce yourself in the life of as many people as you possibly could following the leading of the Holy Ghost and using his word as the strategy to win souls. That, that's your whole reason for being saved. You, you don't get no peace with God just because you put your name on the church road. You get peace with God when you know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you've given him the authority to rule in your life. See, so a lot of times we haven't experienced it in the church that Jesus is coming in, he's touching our hearts, we're repenting for our sins at the moment, and then we get right back up and go out and start doing the same stuff all over again. And, and that's just like to you us all the time, go out there and wash that sow down, boy. And we'd go out there and get the hose pipe and spray the sow down. and, and we, 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 we wasn't too much crazy to talking about grabbing him or nothing. But we would spray him down until most of the dirt was off of him. And then after we sprayed him down, we could have put a yellow rose, pink rose, gold, blue, anything we wanted to. Right after we finished, guess what homeboy did? Went right back to the mud. So all of what we did was in vain. Can I tell you something today? If, if, if you understand, The order of God's word and the order of the house of God. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Listen, when your leader or when a vessel of God stands in front of you and begin to speak at the oracle of God and begin to tell you what God is saying, he wants you to know that's the word of God being manifested in the image of God through a vessel so that God can tell you strategy. On how to get out of what you've been dealing with. I I I was I was in a, a lot of a lot of us think sometimes that we're the only ones that do certain things uh, when it comes to stuff that happens in society. I was in a church, all white church, and all of a sudden I said, "The Holy Ghost said to me." He started laughing in my ear, and I said, "God," I said, "People gonna think I'm crazy." He said, "I don't care." He said, "Tell them anyway." So God said to me, tell the people that they don't know the true value of what sonship is all about. They don't know the true value of what it means to be a steward or a servant in the kingdom of God. God said, tell them that from the very beginning of time. Now, most of y'all know this. I'm I'm not trying to bore you. But most of y'all know the, the reality in the beginning of time, God created everything in the universe. And then he said, come here, Adam. I want you to be in charge of all of this. So the first man that God created, the first job that God gave him was a steward. The word stewardship means manage what God has given you. Let let me stop right there for a second because a lot of things in the church that should have been done 10, 15 years ago can't be done because a lot of us are not managers the way we're supposed to be. Not only are we not managers with money, but we're not managers with our time. We'll spend more time going everywhere else (laughs) than we'll spend time in the church doing what we're supposed to be doing. Finding out who we really are. We'll spend a lot of time doing a whole lot of nothing and the church will be sitting waiting for people to come in and start doing something. I I was talking to uh, my brother, we were out the, a couple of days ago, yesterday, whatever. And, and I was saying, uh, something ain't right here, bro. I said, now I know it's got a lot of brethren in the church here. Let me make a mad. I said, "But well, why are you riding this line, Mo? When all these knuckleheads. <laughs> see, see, there there's some things that I can say and get away with it that he can't say, you can get mad at me all you want to. And I don't keep you six, eight when 285 or 400 pounds. I ain't scared. I ain't grew up that way. So when I got the Holy Ghost and when I understood order, you can't give honor to somebody that you turn around and abuse. Let, let me help you out. If, if, if Stand up, if you would. Stand up, sir. If if this man is a millionaire and I want to come into millionaire status, the first thing that I got to do, I got to value him for what his worth is to me. And I got to make sure that he don't have to deal with a whole lot of craziness because I want his attention so that the wisdom in him can transfer to me and I can get the wisdom that's going to elevate me to the status of where he's at as a millionaire. Most of y'all don't understand this should no pastor bishop elder or nothing else be running around more in no yard when you got all these men in the church get mad if you want to this is just as much my home it is yours and and, and listen i'm not saying that in boasting in no flesh but what i'm telling you is the mind of god is you got that I reference this man. I'm passing by, blowing at him while he out in the hot sun riding a mower, and then you say you love me. (laughs) That's probably why I ain't passing now (laughs) because but I'm saying God help us understand the real value of what our worth is because we don't understand how to treat one another. Can I just get real for a minute? A lot of y'all sitting in here today got friends that are out in the world and still doing worldly stuff. And yet you're in the church every Sunday almost. And yet folks out there don't bit more respect you because they don't see any honor in what you're living in God. And the reason why they don't see no honor is because you're in the church and they passing by just like you are. And they seeing your pastor, your bishop out cutting grass. Yeah, and and you riding by with the air conditioner on, rolling the window down for a second, waving your hand as you passing by. How in the world are you going. Listen, listen. Let, let me hear, Let me help you out with something. See, by the order of God in kingdom, the way the kingdom is, even from the foundation of a world, the reason why God made trees that had seeds in them, because in God's mind, He said everything that I make. Notice something in Scripture. In the Book of Genesis, everything that God made, He said, he turned around and said, "And it is good." And the first day, and in the second they came, and He said, "And it is good." So everything that God made, so on the sixth day after God made man, he said, and it is good. So how in the world can God himself say that who I call, who I chose, who I put in charge, everything about the order of what I want them to do is good, and yet the only somebody know about it is him. I, I I go everywhere. Y'all, and I'm telling you, I, I dedicate my life to this because I don't want the people of God. I can care whether the folk folks get mad or not. Get over it. <laughs> the, 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 the reality is I don't care whether the folk folks get mad or not because when you get in a comfort zone and when I see the potential in Sam Tom Woodside of what God had to put into this house and what you all can turn into a city within a city, it grieves my spirit when I come in here and I see all the potential. You got carpenters, you got, you got uh, plumbers, you got teachers, you got CPAs, you got all of this in the church, and ain't nobody doing nothing with it. And I'm sitting there going, God, what in the world is wrong with our people? What's wrong with us? We always talking about what Mr. Charlie doing. We always talking about what they doing on the other side of town. We always talking about South What's happening over in the Southwest where you at? And the problem is, it starts y'all that we don't know how to value one another. We don't know how to value one another. For a time and season uh, in ministry, I dealt with going to places and I, I was focused on teaching and I was focused on teaching revelation about women. Because in 2009, 2010, it, it, around about that time, 2010 mostly, there were preachers that were men that still didn't know how to accept women in the pulpit. And, and, and I like talking about stuff that people like to, shh, don't talk about it. No, nah. I like to talk about it. I like talking about stuff like that. And the reason why I like talking about it, because I want to root you out of your comfort zone. Who done died and made you in charge and made you think you God now, that you can tell God who he want to stand up or not stand up? I'm sitting here going, now, nah, nah. listen, every preacher that get up in the pulpit, the first thing they holler is, well, listen, let's go by what the word of the Lord says. If I want to turn to Numbers, the sixth chapter right now, And most of you will read Numbers, the sixth chapter. In the beginning, when God said, the first thing I need to do in the church among my people is I need to number my people among, among the number of men that are heads over their families. In this day and time now, we'll have a problem because there are a lot of men in the church that are not head over their own house. I, I just want to help you out because, see, as long as we keep living a lie, we'll keep having the benefits of that lie waiting on us after we have stayed in church all of our life. You'll go, and the lie that you've been living will wind up being a lie that you face that'll send you straight to hell and into the lake of fire with no justification. Because you want us to stay in your comfort zone. I started asking God a question. I said, God, I said, why did that? I grew up Baptist. That's a part of who I am. I am by nature and ministry right now, by calling in ministry, I'm a father in ministry. A lot of folks get hung up on title on, on names and stuff. An apostle. That, that's what I'm called, but I'm actually a father in ministry. In other words, what God did, He put an anointing on my life so I would be able to recognize. The reality, when I walk into his house, a house that's called by him, I would be able to recognize gifts and calling in people's life without having to fight folks and get them to understand that God called you to do something. If the spirit of the Lord right now would have moved through your pastor and he was to stand everybody up and walk by you and start telling you who you are, a lot of y'all would have problems. Because a lot of y'all, first of all, you haven't died yet. And and I ain't talking in the flesh. You haven't died in your spirit so that God can talk to you and you can hear God's voice and recognize that God really loved you and he really did create you with a purpose that he wants you to understand. So now you need to get into a place of mentoring and being tutored so you can come to full maturity. Some of us are like the little kids like we used to do coming up. We had friends and stuff when they were talking to us. And when they were saying stuff that we didn't want to, la, 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 we was uh, flipping our ears and, and flopping our ears and fl- flipping our lips and all that. Because we didn't want to hear that. a lot of y'all in the church doing the same thing to the Holy Ghost. You just don't realize when your leader standing up telling you what thus saith the Lord, you're doing the same thing to the Holy Ghost. You just looking him in the face. And, and so God was saying to me, He said, "Art, it's time for a change. It's time for the motivation of what I've called this this house to be to come to pass." And I'm saying, God, but what is it you want me to say? God said, "Tell him it's time for a change. It's time to come out of the comfort zone." Right. Let me let me tell y'all one tonight, man. I'm just I may as well make you out of halfway got you mad anyway. May as well make you all the way mad. Take your time. One of the biggest problems in the church. If you're going to have a spiritual value in the kingdom, then you need to have the spiritual assets that you need to operate in the kingdom. A lot of us sitting here today, if somebody pulled a bazooka on you and said you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost now, a lot of y'all will take out and run, slam out this house. You'll tear every door off the hinge that's on the hinge because you don't want nothing that look like the Holy Ghost or sound like the Holy Ghost, and the reality is you don't get it just because you came to church with your new dress on. And, and the reality is, God, how can you do the work of God when you're not empowered by God? I, and I know, I know uh, uh, Bishop Lonnie said that. The, the Bible says in Acts 1 and 8, And ye shall receive power. After that which the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and, and what else it said? And ye shall be witnesses unto, unto God. I ain't said about what you think of me. I'm a witness unto God. In my suffering, in my painting, three three years ago in August I almost died. I had a temperature of 106.9 for six weeks straight. And and when I was going through, the Holy Ghost didn't tell me, well, call all your family and tell them, no, no, God, you're the source and strength of my life. So if I ain't trusting you first, I don't need to put no confidence in flesh.